Good morning. You may have heard of Every Citizen Has Opportunity, or ECHO. They're one of Loudoun's most well-known nonprofits. The biggest thing they do is place people with mental and physical disabilities into jobs, and if necessary, support them in those jobs. But there's a conflict in federal regulations that could bring all that to a close and put about 150 disabled people out of a job. For Friday, February 2nd, it's your Loudoun Now Morning Minute. Big news. The Fairfax Christian School is moving to Loudoun County. For over 50 years, the Fairfax Christian School has been an award-winning university prep school serving kindergarten through 12th grade. With small class sizes and personal attention, the Fairfax Christian School is a safe place where every student will learn and grow. The school is moving their campus to a new 50,000 square foot facility located on 15 acres near Dulles Airport. For more information and to enroll your child, visit their website at fairfaxchristianschool.com. That's fairfaxchristianschool.com. Thanks for being with us. I'm Rince Green, and I apologize if my voice goes, I think I've caught the thing that's going around. Anyway, Every Citizen Has Opportunities in Leesburg had a visit from Senator Tim Kaine yesterday morning, and the nonprofit's leaders took the opportunity to ask him for help with a conflict in federal regulations that could gut most of their program. ECHO helps connect more than 100 people with intellectual and physical disabilities in jobs at 16 sites around the community and supports them in those jobs. You can see ECHO workers maintaining the lawn at Janelia Research Campus, delivering mail at a Nova Loudon Hospital, packing boxes at the Spinal Surgery and Equipment Pioneer K2M, washing dishes at the Oath Campus in Sterling, or washing buses and limousines at Reston Limousine, just to name a few. But ECHO Director of Day Services Jessica Tagai said those approximately 150 jobs are threatened by conflicting federal regulations, and it could mean that programs like ECHO could lose their funding. What we are dealing with right now is that the Rehab Services Administration um, has interpreted competitive and employee and competitive and integrated employment to be um, settings within your normal community where you're able to gain, you know, make the same salary, have the same opportunity for advancement that anybody else would, which is completely understandable, but the settings <coughs> that says people have to be fully integrated is where we take issue. Echo workers do go into the community and interact with other people at those job sites. But Tagai said when they are supervised or supported, they may not meet the Rehabilitation Services Administration's definition for integrative employment. That would then disqualify them from important federal funding. That rule also conflicts with another federal venture, the Ability One program, which employs people with disabilities to provide goods and services for the federal government. Tagai said Ability One contracts require that at least 75% of their employees have significant disabilities. ECHO will lose that contract, and those individuals will lose those jobs, and they're enjoying their jobs. They're out in the community working with other individuals um, that they enjoy interacting with the other people who work at FAA, taking breaks with them. Um, they're making a salary that allows them to participate in their community, have a high quality of life, and they're going to lose their job because there's no support. ECHO CEO Paul Donahue Jr. said it's well-intentioned, but the bottom line is 
people will lose their jobs. It would be really outrageous if these Ability One jobs went away, right? After that meeting and a tour of Echo's building, Senator Kane said he would have his policy team look into it and that he can talk to federal officials at agencies like the Rehabilitation Services Administration and the Department of Education. As a member of the Armed Services Committee, Kane said he may also be able to win more Department of Defense contracts for Ability One workers. The dignity of a paycheck is a wonderful thing, but also that provides a stability that's also really good for people's quality of life and happiness. And if that is jeopardized, it's not just about the employment, it's also about quality of life and happiness. It's about the ability of a program like ECHO to continue to serve. They, they want to serve more people, not fewer. Go to loudonnow.com slash morning minute to check out the whole story. In other news, the Loudoun County Sheriff's Office is investigating an apparent double homicide at a home near Aldi. The agency was alerted to the case Wednesday by a call from a co-worker of one of the victims, 65-year-old Mala Manwani, who had not been at work this week. Deputies checked her home on Tomi Court and found her and her son, 32-year-old Rishi Manwani, dead inside. They were in separate parts of the house and both had multiple gunshot wounds. The sheriff's office said this does not appear to be a random act. Anyone with information is asked to contact Detective Perry at 703-777-0475. Loudon is sending a team to the Winter Olympics this year, and they're going for gold. Wait, my mistake. We've been off the gold standard since, like, the 30s. I'm corrected. They're going for green. The 2018 Winter Olympics in far-off South Korea are in a place that's actually pretty familiar to a lot of people in Loudoun government and business. Many of the events will be in a place that I will try my darndest to pronounce, Gangnam City, which is one of Loudoun's sister cities. And we're sending an Olympic team of our own, a small delegation of business, government, and tourism leaders who want to bring some of that other kind of gold back to Loudoun. Loudoun's delegation to the Olympics will include Visit Loudoun President and CEO Beth Erickson, County Department of Economic Development International Business Development Manager Bob McCollar, businessman and former Olympian Louise Typhus, and Leesburg's Taekwondo Grandmaster Ungil Choi, a Gangnam native. Visit Loudoun President of Marketing Jackie Saunders said the Olympics will give Loudoun the opportunity for a lot of meetings that wouldn't otherwise happen. Visit Loudoun is showing up in Korea with a pile of promotional materials, all in Korean. The research shows Koreans visiting the U.S. like to go shopping, golfing, check out restaurants and wineries, and go to parks, all of which Loudoun has. This will be Visit Loudoun's third visit to Korea. One thing Erickson hasn't done yet, buy tickets to any events. Although she has said she's hoping to see Mame Biney of Reston compete, Biney is the first black woman to compete for the U.S. Olympic speed skating team. As for Taekwondo Grandmaster Choi, who grew up in Gangnam City, this will be more like a homecoming. He moved away after college and in 1987 founded the USTMA Taekwondo Center in Leesburg. He'll be a sort of tour guide while he's there. He has encouraged the partnership between his native and adopted hometowns. His long-term goal is to set up a student exchange out of his USTMA Taekwondo Center so young people from Loudoun and Korea can share their experiences. Another member of the delegation, Luis Typhus, has been to the Olympics before. He is CEO of the proposed ION International Training Center in Leesburg and is a former Olympian. He was a substitute on the Romanian team at the 1994 Winter Olympics in Lillehammer, Norway. He said he has two reasons for going, one's promoting Loudoun County and, by extension, attracting athletes internationally to come train at ION. 
There's another delegation going too, but they'll be working for the game's organizers. Daniel Caseman, a partner with Middleburg Real Estate Atoka Properties and the treasurer of Nova Parks, is joining a delegation of volunteers from Shenandoah University, where he teaches business classes. Shenandoah University will be sending 28 students and five faculty members to spend most of February in Pyeongchang volunteering for the Korean Olympic Committee. There is one group that will be conspicuously absent, Loudoun's elected officials. County Chairwoman Phyllis Randall said the delegation couldn't get the sort of one-on-one meetings to recruit more companies to move here that they'd want. She said that made it hard to justify the cost of sending elected officials halfway around the world. And she has said since the Olympics were the reason for setting up the sister city agreement with Gangneung, when the Olympics are over, it may be time for Gangneung to come off the list. But Visit Loudon's Saunders said this sister city partnership gives Loudon exposure we wouldn't otherwise get at the Olympics without being a major sponsor, which of course is pretty expensive. And legislation put forward by House Transportation Committee Vice Chairman Tim Hugo and Delegate Dave LaRock to provide toll relief for Northern Virginia commuters have survived review by one committee, but is headed to another. A subcommittee of the Transportation Committee had recommended letting the bill die, but the full Transportation Committee passed a substitute 21 to 1 with only Delegate Ken Plum opposed. The substitute bill hasn't been published yet on the state's legislative information system as I'm writing this, but according to a press release from The Rock, the committee's scaled-back version would require the Virginia Department of Transportation to refund tolls of more than 200 bucks a month on I-66 east of mile marker 67 to commuters with electronic toll tags, easy passes and so on, until work is done widening I-66 eastbound from the Dulles Access Road to Fairfax Drive in fall of 2020. It would also impose tolls on reverse commuters. The original bill would also have reduced the tolling hours for the hot lanes on I-66 and directed the Secretary of Transportation to work with the Metropolitan Washington Airports Authority to start dynamic tolling on the Dulles Airport Access Highway and to make the Dulles Toll Road toll-free by 2030. The revised bill has now been assigned to the Transportation Subcommittee of the House Committee on Appropriations. A companion bill in the Senate, filed by Senator Dick Black, has been narrowly defeated in the Senate Committee on Transportation. Get the full story on this and all these stories over at loudonnow.com. And while you're there, read our profile of local boy made good, Mark Herring, a lifetime Leesburger who's gone from county supervisor to one of the country's most high-profile attorneys general for his lawsuits against the Trump administration. It's all at loudonnow.com. On today's Get Out Loudon calendar, the Old Dominion Chorus's men's a cappella group will be performing at Leesburg United Methodist Church tonight at 7.30 p.m. Go see them sing everything from doo-wop to show tunes to Sweet Caroline. Again, it's this evening at Leesburg United Methodist Church on West Market Street at 7.30. Get the details on this event and check out the rest of the event's calendar at getoutloudon.com. And if you like the Morning Minute, oh God, send help, send hot soup and hot tea. I'm dying. And tell your friends and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and it'll be waiting for you there every morning. Okay, have a great weekend and have a great day. Have a great day.